0: In every generation, there are the chosen ones, the fanboys, the observers, the keepers of useless trivia. They alone must stand against the forces of television drama tropes. They are continuous play. It's
1: about power. Who's got it? Who knows how to use it? So, what do you guys want
0: to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Nothing strange.
1: Well, minigolf is always the first thing that comes to mind. can do better than that
0: thinking about shopping as per usual oh there's an okay. r&b in the new mall
1: i think it's
2: new items i'll discuss it. save the world go to the mall i'm having a wicked shoe craving aren't you on a patch those never work here i am invisible to the eye see i need a new look it's this whole eye patch thing.
0: yeah wow. it's definitely doomed Welcome to Continuous Plays: The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective, featuring Brian Thomas known you were coming the cake. And Jay Newcastle. Are you ready to finish this? Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters' episodes or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.
1: Welcome to the Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian, and we're here to talk about Season 7, Episode 6, Him, written by Drew Greenberg. All right, I'll go back and fix that. Don's simple crush on Sunnydale High's star quarterback, R.J. Brooks, goes far enough to make Buffy try and steer her attention elsewhere, especially when she falls for the boy herself. Ugh. With the women all desperately trying to win R.J.'s affections, Spike and Xander, now quasi-roommates, try to t- a team up to discover why the teen seems to have the ability to make all women infatuated with him. The gang finally learns that the spell is in the Letterman jacket that RJ wears. After a lot of hijinks, Xander and Spike jump RJ in the street and steal his coat. They then burn it in the fireplace at the Summer's home, and all is back to normal. And that, Jay, is the plot summary for this episode 6, Him, Wow... Yeah, you know, I I had bragged previously, and I'm going to take the
2: bullet here for for Jinxon, as I had talked about how strong this season had started, and we come off of a grand episode last time, and then we just go right into the friggin' ditch.
1: I mean, Um, we we jumped into uh, go-fish territory here, right? Oh, it is, I mean, (laughs) we are jumping all sort of shark. Uh, You know, I
2: realize that a show, when it's ending, likes to go back and revisit the hits. Right. We talked about that, right? (laughs) That they're, they're going back and they're doing some of this. I get it. But revisiting Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, I didn't know was necessary at this point. That was a fine episode at its time. We had fun with that episode. It was, it was cute. I didn't need Dawn to, to experience that.
1: Uh, Nor did we need a flashback to, to, from Xander on that.
2: No, not, not at all. I didn't need any of this uh, magic Letterman jacket makes every woman on earth fall in love with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't, didn't you know what I didn't need Jay?
1: I didn't need to see Buffy humping a high schooler.
2: No, not, no, not at all. I didn't didn't need need that. that. That was not necessary, especially as the school counselor. I didn't uh-huh. see need to see Buffy with a rocket launcher pointed at the principal.
1: <laughs> no, um, that, that was funny.
2: Well. <laughs> I like uh, that one. <laughs> I didn't need to see any of that crap, though. I didn't need to see every woman in town go gaga over RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear that I uh, did not enjoy myself in this. <laughs> but beside I- that. I I will tell you, you. Jay,
1: that I enjoyed a couple things in this one, but it was definitely a weaker episode.
2: Yeah, And I'm kind of surprised because Drew Greenberg writes good episodes. He's done good Mm -hmm. work on this show and on Angel. He does good stuff. This one, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's just something missing. But I guess we need to get into it. We need to talk about the whole thing here. So Mm -hmm. lead us on down the path, if you will.
1: Well, let's start with Spike because um, he Mm -hmm. actually plays a big role in this episode. And uh, we finally see Buffy getting him out of that basement, which is driving him insane. And I think that they've kind of told us that that's the reason he's going mad. Mental, right.
2: Yeah. Every time they get him away from that, you know, I asked that question earlier was he seems fine. And then all of a sudden he's not. Well, Buffy's the one that, that scoobies that out. That's like, well, it's the basement. It's the hell mouth that's driving him nuts. Mm-hmm. And good call. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that actually makes sense. That mm-hmm. that's I could buy that, and um, the fact that she wants to try to room him with Xander, yeah, because that was so much fun in season four,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm sure he's thrilled at that prospect, right? <laughs> yeah. Of all the people to room it, room him with, why Xander? Can't she put him up at the apartment or have him sleep in the basement of their house or something?
2: That's what I wanted to know. I was like, I mean, if unless the basement's not you know repaired from all the flooding from last season, well, yeah. and even if it's not, it's not going to hurt Spike. Like the the more damp and dank the better probably right he is a vampire mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I'm, so. I'm with you I'm like why didn't you just stick him in the basement and but actually I can give you an answer to that I still think deep down inside Buffy doesn't totally trust herself around Spike oh, she has a yeah. conversation with with Dawn
1: well and that, and they sh- they kind of prove it later too when Spike goes to touch her and she gets all freaked out
2: right right so, I yeah. mean I think I think that's the thing is she doesn't trust her suffering because as she says to dawn i care for him i i don't love him necessarily but i i i care about him i have a, a, a something for him that i can't explain to you
1: well you know? and and, i didn't yeah. i didn't like the fact that she tried to justify it as spike knew what he was doing was wrong yeah the i, whole, I don't the think that off the rake, makes it yeah. any better right no that, why, not at all. why do we need to try and explain that he knew it was wrong what he was doing well he didn't know enough of it was wrong to stop himself Right. Like, like, that's not an excuse. So I didn't like that. I thought the conversation on that was wrong, and it did no good for anyone.
2: I, I can tell you, I mean, I think the, it exists to try and explain it because they knew that was a sore point for the fan base in a lot of ways. And, and rightfully so, I might add. And they were trying to give that something and sort of play it off. But the best thing to do was to not ever reference that again ever, ever. Like, don't bring that yeah. up. Don't remind me of the most hideous thing the guy ever did. Right. And, and try to make me like him again. Cause that ain't gonna happen.
1: And I know there's people out there who's gonna be like, well, it's an important piece to Spike's redemption story. No, it's not. I don't think he needed that to be the, the linchpin for him to go off and get his soul. I really don't. And, mm. and the, the fact that they went there still pisses me off to this day. And to br- keep bringing it up over and over again, I, I'm done with it. I don't wanna hear about it anymore and now that you're putting him in the room with xander who's probably even more pissed off than buffy about the whole thing yeah uh it just makes me worry that they're going to keep bringing it up and i just don't need that
2: Yeah, I don't want to keep revisiting that. I think I said in the last episode I was tired of the Anya Xander drama. I needed that to get somewhere finally and end. Oh God, I wish they'd get somewhere with all this too. I'm I'm this the Spike Buffy drama and the Xander triangle in the middle of it too is just it's so played out. Yeah. By now, I'm I'm I mean they keep teasing me with this whole beneath you it devours it's coming and I'm like well it's dig six episodes in I'm ready for whatever the hell it is to get here. You got to remember
1: know? the pattern, Jay. We don't get to that stuff until halfway through the season every year. Well, so You
2: know, you're right and I keep forgetting that but I'm wanting them to tease something more than what I'm getting here. I don't want to spend time on this. Yeah, give me more of the principal or something. Give me uh, I don't yeah, know. No, Let's I do agree more Willow's that. redemption. Something. Mm-hmm. This to me, it seems like we need a Dawn episode. Let's give Dawn something to do. Let's have her fall in love with somebody who's magically fooling her again. Yeah, and that's just a waste and of that the Dawn seems character. seems like it's
1: always that. I mean, I thought the Help episode was a good Dawn. Uh, episode to show that she's going to be a part of the team now and help out. And I thought that was good. But Yeah. yeah, the two times that she's fallen for some guy, he's been a vampire and a douche with a Leatherman jacket that makes you fall for him.
2: Right. Really? And it's just, so she doesn't even really fall for him. It's all a spell, you know? Well,
1: and, that, and what do you think of that, Jay? Because uh, mm-hmm. I think that the, the the whole scene at the end where they're finally over it, and she doesn't seem like she is. It's almost like she actually did have feelings for him and they just got over-accentuated with the spell, but she actually did feel for him.
2: Well, I, that's a good point. Maybe she did, but it just got hyper-realized because yeah. of this. I also will not downplay the fact that the sibling rivalry here is still very much in play. And that's oh, part of what they're, they're doing here. And so I think she really cranks it up herself anyway. When Buffy gets in the circle of this, you know, that well, just makes it
1: even more. That's like traitorous, right? You, you, right? What you never want to see your sibling going after your girl or, or guy. You just right. don't. And so yeah, it's, mm-hmm, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, think that it it got amplified by the spell the whole idea about the spell is that it didn't do anything that wasn't naturally kind of there anyway, because this is a charismatic kid it's not like he's Jonathan or something right this is the this is the star quarterback his dad was, his grandfather was it's just the way that they've kind of used their their wiles to sort of get their way and manipulate people for generations mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it's the explaining why the popular jock you know uh, makes other popular jocks it, as his offspring and so on and so forth. Is that well? It's got to be something evil. That's the nerd answer for it. You know, and sure. that's what that feels like. Here. Sure.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think that it, it's fu- that's fine, and I get that that whole trope and everything, and and it makes sense. But uh, um yeah, the, it just wasn't executed very well or in good taste. I don't think. <laughs>
2: no, no. There's just there's too many there's, the whole.
1: The whole thing with Willow and them talking about how she's a lesbian now. I mean, I don't know. I've, we've talked about this in the past. I really do think that Willow is not a lesbian. She's a bisexual who has more lesbian tendencies, but she does, she's, she dated a guy forever. She had feelings for Xander forever. So she does have feelings towards men. So to have her fall for a man shouldn't be that big of a deal, I don't well,
2: think. But what's her answer? She's going to do a spell to turn him well, into a woman.
1: But that's after everyone convinces her that she needs to be looking at women and not men.
2: Well, but but right. you know, you're making a point here. And I'll, I'll tell you, Joss Whedon disagrees with you because his intention is that Willow has always been a lesbian. And she didn't figure that out until she met Tara. Well, then that just makes that just
1: means that everything with her and Oz was phony, and I I just don't no. like that. Well, yeah, I, I
2: mean, yeah, I'm mean, just saying. I, I think he he would agree with you that that was her not being herself.
1: And, I, you know, yeah, I just don't see that. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't believe that for one minute. So, he may want to say that now in retrospect, but I just don't get it.
2: I mean, that's what he said all along. I I will I will only say that I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think there's there's room for her to be both sides of the coin, like you're saying, but it's not what they intend. It's not what the creators want. But you know, like with any art, when you put it out there for people, it's for the people to decide what it is. You know, you you can say all day, No, this is supposed to be a stick, but if I think it's the, you know, rock of Gibraltar, then by George it's the rock of Gibraltar. So, I mean that's Mm -hmm. That's how art gets interpreted, folks. That's, that's why you do podcasts. And like that. <laughs> so, no, I'm yeah. with you. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they go overboard. And I, if they wanted to do something where the, the moral of this story is that Buffy gets a new, like, gold star in the, I guess parenthood category of her, you know, game set or whatever, because she decides I'm going to give up something that I care about because my younger sibling, child, whatever, it also cares about. It. It's important to her, and I need to learn to let go and let her have the moment and things yeah. like that. If that's what they're well, trying to do, there are a lot of other ways they could have told that story.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't know if you're referring to the railroad scene or not, but uh, I don't think that was the whole point of this at all. I, she would not have given up. <laughs> for Don cuz she was cast under that spell. She says that at the railroad scene that she would have given up, but then Don said something where she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't have." You no, know, she so she the spell would to turn that anyway. So, nah, I don't I don't know what the point of this was other than to give Don something to do and give us a weird storyline thing for them to go after. I I'll tell you what I liked about this episode. I liked Xander and Spike's whole quest to stop everyone from doing all the stupid things, right? Uh, I loved the scene where, like you said earlier, where Buffy's got this massive bazooka that she's going to go kill (laughs) Principal Woods with. It's hilarious. (laughs) She's carrying this ginormous bazooka. She gets right at the point where she's aiming it at him in his office, and then she's tackled by Spike. I thought that was (laughs) hilarious. And then here's Principal Woods working in his office, and... Behind him, through the window, you see Spike and, and Buffy chasing each other back and forth with this bazooka. That was awesome, I thought.
2: I, I'm glad you had fun with that. At that point, I was just I was <laughs> done with this. I I was like, this is so stupid. I think it's supposed to be the fact that he's completely oblivious. Woods completely oblivious to anything that's going on outside of his own window, right? And it just lends more to the capability of what in the heck is he sitting there concentrating so hard? <laughs> wow, you no, know, yeah. teacher lunch hours or something. <laughs> you know, you don't know what he's doing, right? But he because he keeps scribbling and playing with a calendar and yeah. you know faking that he's working or something like that. But I don't know. I I thought. I thought
1: Brian, it was just, it was just kind of funny that, that he kept on and on like that, so. Yeah, I, it was, but I enjoyed that little bit there. And, uh, I also thought it was funny at the end where Anya, Makes up a story about what she was doing it was embarrassing, and then the radio yeah. comes on and says that there was a bandit who robbed a bunch of banks. <laughs> and she, she made it off real quick. She made <laughs> off with a lot of loot there, apparently, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she doesn't have a job anymore. Her store's closed, I and mean, she's got it. She got to fund fund her life, right? Yeah, yeah. And
1: that that just goes. T- we just uh we just got to remember that last week's episode. We talked about Anya send off and it not being the send off. Well, she's back. Right away in the next episode. Here she is, folks. <laughs> so it was definitely not her send-off, and she's back with the gang helping. We, we, we're we introduced to her because Buffy is saving her from a demon that apparently DeHoffren has sent after her. So I thought that right. was fascinating that they got her back in the fold again and that quickly. So she's got purpose again, folks.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that speech that Xander gave her at the end there, it, it was true, is that you, you don't have to be anything but Anya for us to – you know, wants you around and I don't know I'm glad she took that to heart and Israel, right. I'll say this I would have been cool had that had been her end scene but uh, the fact that it's not is okay too because I like Anya I think she's funny I yeah. mean, she's the comic relief on the show so I'm, I'm down for her coming back and having something to do Yeah, you know which I she really didn't have that much to do in this episode but at least she's there I do think it's funny though that DeHoffren has decided he's going to send lackeys to kill her he oh, could bang. just snap his fingers and kill her
1: right 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 <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's really DeHoffren sending in I, they, that's what they're getting at, but why? Why I don't get it. it yeah, because I, I thought he wanted.
2: I thought he wanted her to suffer. Right, <laughs> I mean, right.
1: Apparently, yeah. Like, I, apparently, just for a little bit.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe got stuff to do. So yeah. But.
1: So anyway, we got we got this whole thing. Every all the women in the group fall for RJ, and the men are just like, oh dear. uh There's some some funny dialogue here and there, but overall, this episode was just you know I don't know I. The whole thing with bringing up the rape was bad. The whole thing with Buffy humping the quarterback was bad. It was just like it just didn't need to be done, I don't think. Well, let,
2: let's talk about Buffy and the quarterback for a moment. Mm-hmm. Can we just deal with that for a
1: minute? Do we have to?
2: Well, we, we I mean, we've talked about how we both didn't like it. but I, I said, well, I didn't go for it. I I just think that's completely in poor taste at this point it's it's inappropriate and weird and there's uh, it's if it's supposed to
1: feel that way well congratulations it does mm-hmm, yeah well very weird very weird mm-hmm. and you know having in a in a room with a window that anyone could peer into as well by the way because don while looking for rj looks into the window and sees her sister with him yeah uh, that's just wrong and then the fact that xander's able to barge in with no problems
2: how about that Dawn tries out for the, the cheerleading team with Buffy's old cheerleading team, right? <laughs> I mean, I was waiting for her to catch on fire. <laughs> right.
1: No, exactly. And if we're going to go
2: back to everything that's happened before, why not?
1: Yeah, it was um, – yeah. She wasn't very good, and mm-hmm. so I'm glad that that's probably the end of that.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing, though, and I, and that's, that's part of the trope, is that the younger sibling tries to do better than the, the previous one did or whatever. Well, we forget, Buffy well, didn't even make the squad either, so...
1: Well, well, she did in her old high school, but yes, not this right. one. Yeah, not, not,
2: not and, Sunnydale, so...
1: And we also have to remember, too, that... Well, actually, she did make the squad as an alternate.
2: R- oh, yeah, yeah, so... She
1: did make the squad, because that's why Amy went after her, remember? Oh, true, 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 so... So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I thought it was a, a good attempt at some humor and it was okay, but other than that, it wasn't really needed.
2: Uh, it was just another attempt at calling back to something like, remember how cool this was the first time we did it six years ago? Yeah. I mean, that, this, sh- this episode feels t- totally concocted to go, remember all that cool stuff we did once? We're just going to do it again, but less. <laughs> you know, we're going to jam right. it all in one episode. Logic be damned. You know, does it matter? Nah. You know, we're just going to do it anyway. And I mean, there's a word for this and it's called filler. That's what this feels like.
1: (laughs) It does. This whole episode feels like it's just filler. And and we got nothing really to advance the whole underlying story of the season yet. The the From Beneath You it devours wasn't even part of this episode. It's been part of Hmm. pretty much every episode leading up to this one so far and this one really nothing other than maybe the mysteriousness of principal wood but that was such a small scene that you probably wouldn't have taken that from that Mm -hmm. so i don't know well jay i i think we know what we're going with here but let's talk about it it's at the point where we need to talk about our dustings rating for this episode so what is your dustings rating for season seven episode six Mm Him?
2: I, I'm gonna say him is one, and uh, I give it a one dusting. This is the worst episode of the season so far. I'm really mm-hmm. disappointed in this, and and I didn't remember this one at all, and I, for good reason, obviously. <laughs> I, probably because it reminds me of three other episodes that I liked a lot better, <laughs> and mm-hmm. this one just. Nah, I didn't go for it, man. I didn't have fun with it, and I don't see its purpose either. Again, if they were trying to do something with the Buffy Dawn relationship to advance that, they could have done it a lot
1: other ways. I'm yeah. just disappointed at how kind of ham-handed this one is, so one dusting yeah. for me. I'm gonna give it a one dusting as well. I, you know, I like the, the, the slapstick humor that they did towards the end there with the bazooka chase with Spike. I thought that was funny. Other than that, though, it just wasn't wasn't anything for me in this one. I didn't like what they were doing with the characters. I didn't. I definitely didn't like the the Buffy falling for the quarterback gig, um, yeah. and just the the bringing up of everything that we didn't really want to ever bring up again wasn't needed. So one dusting for me as well, Jay.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. Well, folks, thanks for joining us in this latest episode of The Art of Slang. You can find more episodes in the archive section of our website, theartofslang.com. You can also link to our Twitter uh, page and follow us there. You can join our Facebook group and discuss this episode with us and other friends. Let us know what you think. Did you like it? What did you like about it? And leave us a positive review on iTunes. It helps other people find the episode or find the show. Until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to The Art of Slang.
0: The Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.